All right, good chill. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> are we are we are we going? Book it. Sure. Uh, I can do, I can do an intro. Okay. Sure. Formalize it. Yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch beautiful goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is uh, June 14th, 2020. This is episode 456. This show, we're going to discuss the return of the NBA, uh, the status on that, and uh, we watched game four of the 2000 NBA Finals. We're going to have a deep analysis of that one. And we also we got an undegoogable. And, of course, some stats of the week. Joining me are our three analysts, coast to coast, like butter toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Shout out to Jay and Claire and Pete. Uh, the band, for the most part, got together this week and rocked out uh in a backyard socially distanced from one another um it was good it was sort of the first non-zoom based social interaction i've had and i i forgot how fun it was to just like hang out and not stare at a computer screen (laughs) uh from indianapolis Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? Uh, it's Thirsty Whatever Day. <laughs> Drink up. Wash your hands. Uh, and coming to you from east of the Capitol Hill, uh, Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone in Boise, Idaho. Out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What's going on, fellas? Uh, mom's birthday today. Oh, shout, shout out, out Mama! Shout, shout, shout out! Happy birthday! So I noticed uh, you left Seattle, and now uh, a resistance movement has kicked the police out of a, the precinct, and they've carved out a part of the city they will not allow the police into. Yep, that's uh, that's what happened. Um. <laughs> uh, I saw an interview with uh, with the Seattle mayor, and they're uh, they're discussing what the future is going to be like. So, this is uh, this is interesting. I don't know what's going to happen out there. Nobody does. Nobody I guess. does. Yeah. It's. Uh... <laughs> Did you see that uh, after Donald Trump threatened to send in federal troops to retake a city? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she tweeted at him that uh, he should just go back to his bunker. <laughs> We've got to make sure the lights work and, you know, make sure there's snacks down there. He's just checking it out. It's just inspection sure. time, you know? Yeah, exactly. Sure. 
Why? Why? Why is that a? Uh, why is that a federal matter? But the the coronavirus stuff was uh, for for state and local. Well, it would be absolutely legal for him to do that. But uh, sure. But uh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's not what you would call a constitutional scholar. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is a a very kind reading of that, Harper. Uh, before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. Uh, if you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon. Any shopping you do, it kicks a small percentage uh, back to us and helps support what we do. <laughs> Nancy, she needs those cat treats. <laughs> We talked about this last show, but the NBA is is coming back. They're going to be in a bubble in uh, in Orlando. Um, campus, Joe. So, campus, not a bubble. Sorry, I didn't get the uh, the official speak from from the league. Uh, so um, it's it's uh, it's interesting. So since we last talked about this, there's been some discussion about. Um, you know whether everybody even wants to come back. There's been you know some people that have sort of voiced their opinion, saying you know with all the social unrest going on there that maybe they feel like um, they wouldn't feel right going back right now, um, which I totally understand. Um, but there's been other uh, other viewpoints, and so I actually I listened to a um, an interview on JJ Reddick's podcast. Malcolm Brogdon was a, a guest. It was a good hour-long discussion about a lot of things, but this was part of it, uh, and a lot of it was about uh, you know the you know justice in this in the world, particularly for uh, Black Americans. But um, it's very very good uh, discussion. I'd really recommend. We'll put a link in the show notes. Anybody um, um, wants to get more information, it's a, it's a good listen. Um, but yeah, Brogdon. So he's on the. Uh, he I, I didn't realize this. He's on the Players Association executive board. Um, so he's you know well connected with with all the players, and he's talking to everybody, and he's getting all the viewpoints. And some people don't feel, at least at this time, they don't know that going back is is the right thing to do. And that's on top of also just the uh, just the health concerns. Like um, uh, there's other people who think it might be. Um, uh, a good thing to go back be- because of that, like uh, on the flip side, because there's nothing else going on. If you have things you want to make people aware of, if there's things you want to talk about, there's no, there's no competition for attention. Uh, so you can go back and you play your game, you know, you play the game like you're going to do, you, you, you know, you get paid like you're like you want. And then, you know, after the games, you, you, got an open mic so you can say whatever you want um and then um and there's other people who say you know going back right now like you know i i see this for like players who aren't at the the top echelon you know guys who won't have maybe don't have as as long in the league um aren't going to make all you know as much money like look these guys are like look this is the most money i'm ever going to make in my life um there's no way I'm going to miss out on that, like just because things aren't good in the world right now. I, I can do re- I can do lots of good in the world with the money I make, uh, but this is, you know, it's a very limited time to make this money. So you might as well get it while you can. 
So, 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 Joe, what you're saying to me is, uh, so last week we discussed that basically the board of governors had approved this, and that uh, also the players' union had approved going back to Orlando, right? But now well, we're having so, the individual players. No, no. no. So no, okay. I, I had said last week that it didn't even look like the players' association was going to have a vote because everybody seemed at that time, according to reporting, to very much be on the same page, right? Okay. So the NLB or the NBAPA actually never had a vote on this. Really? Right? Okay. They were having individual reps on individual teams go to their teams and then take that back. Uh, that looks to be like a pretty major misstep at this point, right? Yes, it does. Well, they did approve, like, they did vote and approve to return to play and wanted further negotiations on what things look like, basically. Right. But I think that they voted through their reps, right? It wasn't a direct voting mechanism. Okay. Which, under the circumstances, sure. y- you can understand. It seemed like they had something approaching a consensus at, the, at that point, plus everybody spread out and in quarantine. You know, it, it made sense to move forward for him at that right, time. Right, right, right. Okay. But the situation on the ground has changed. <laughs> so, Joey, is there a cohesive um, message or set of demands or something like that from the from the NBPA or specific players that have spoken out on this? Like, uh, uh, To my understanding, no. Uh, but, so, and Brogdon... You know, so from the from this interview, you know, I took lots of things away from this, but one of them was, you know, he said, "Hey, look," um, he said, "You know, he's leaning um, towards going back because he said, you know, he's like, he wants his voice heard and he wants, you know, he's speaking out for a lot of things, and the you know, the best way to get that attention is while you're playing basketball. You know, you can do." you know, the tension is going to be on, on not just him, but, you know, those people. Um, so he's like, that's a great time to do it. So that's what he said at this time he was leaning for. But he, mm-hmm. the thing he said, and I think this makes a lot of sense, was he's like, hey, um, if you're not going to go, um, then either, I guess, for health or for uh, social justice reasons, um, either one of those, you should have a list of demands, uh, like as to what you want fixed before you go back. So, like, don't just sit it out and, and be angry. Like, you know, you want to get mm-hmm. something changed. And these are both, both of these are, like, very valid concerns. Sure. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're in a le- you have some power. Every, each individual player has some power. Um, and you can, you know, they can collectivize and, and try to get those things fixed if they're able to agree on them, which I don't think, you know, I'm guessing they're not going to be too far off from each other what they want. You know, the, the NBA is very progressive league, and they've, shown in the past like that they um you know they they want and have to take their players very seriously so um i think the counter argument to that has been resumption of sports could take away um you know the spotlight um Mm -hmm. from the protests um i i just i think at this point there's just a lot of people thinking a lot of different things you know the this call with you know 80 people where you know Kyrie is the most often quoted person out of it which is just never a good sign probably represents the fact that you know a a lot of people are talking their way through it right and Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know all this stuff is confusing I think for everyone on some level right like 2020 is just just exhausting (laughs) right Right. and I think 
everybody's feeling that and everybody wants to try and do the right thing for themselves for their family for the country for so i just there's there's work to do here i you know it doesn't look as certain the basketball is going to be back now as it did a week ago on some level um but i think that the nba has at least done what it can at this juncture and said you know hey if guys decide not to play you know I mean, guys are prorated on salary, right? So there is consequence in that regard. But other than that, you know, they've said there's not going to be any other consequences, right? You can which play, is, which is you great. cannot play, do your thing. Yeah, exactly. So the league has said you, this choice is the players. You can come back or not. Um, and I, I was listening to a podcast that had uh, they had a quick straw poll, you know, not necessarily accurate, but they were saying it seemed about 50 guys – weren't real sure about coming back, which is a huge chunk of whatever 300 people that are supposed to be at this thing. Um, that would be enough that would change the dynamic of the, the league for sure. So um, I don't know if those people changed their minds or if they set out, um, you know, whether that affects reopening or not. I think the only other major viewpoint of note that we haven't mentioned, C.J. McCollum especially, um, I think brought up on that call that, you know, if players decide not to go back, um, you know, they they may risk the NBA voiding out the CBA. Mm -hmm. And if that were to go down, the players have to go back and negotiate from a really weak position. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I hope the NBA wouldn't do that, but... They would. They get the power to. You would hope not, but I mean, I, um, yeah, that's something for the lawyers to figure out at some level, right? I mean, I'm no expert at contract law, but if you violate your contract, then there are repercussions for that, right? Yeah. So, contracts I mean, void. <laughs> otherwise, contracts mean nothing, right? All so, right. Um. Yeah, it's really. It's interesting that the NBA phrased it and put the onus on the players, too, and didn't say, you know, this is something that we want to address together as a team and figure out, even if it was just the health concerns and said, it's up to you as a player if you want to come back or not. Like, that's sort of saying, like, we'll find somebody to take your job, basically. (laughs) Like, we'll allow organizations to hire you know, other players to, to do that job, but we're going to go forward and we're going to do this. Right. Because that's what they have voted to do. So I also think that without demands, there's nothing they can, you know, without requests or demands, there's nothing they can do anyway. You know, they can do the best that they can. Uh, you know, like the, on the health side, you know, you can take under advice, uh, you know, from respected, uh, professionals, but, um, on the social justice side, like, you know, they can, they can put, the league can put together something, you know, but, you know, I don't know that that's the league's, you know, that's not what they're best at, you know. That they, oh, they, no. Mm-mm. No. I mean, the league and ownership are made up a bunch of rich old white guys. And if there's one thing we know they don't do well, it's social justice. So, mm-hmm. like, they can respond to stuff, but they're probably not going to think up a bunch of great stuff to solve the problem. Like, that's not in the <laughs> <Right>. cards. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did, so, uh, I did watch 
uh, a, a conference call that uh, Kevin Pritchard. I think Colson. I think you talked about this yes. last. Uh, I watched the the entire call, like forty five minutes he had with. Uh, um, it was on the Pacers YouTube page. Um, it, it was a call with uh, sports reporters, um, and that's a, you know a couple things from that one where he would say that the three Pacers most involved um, with with the the justice side of things um number one is uh, malcolm brogdon um and tj mcconnell has been very involved as well um and miles turner he said sort of like to a little bit lesser degree those three guys are the ones that are um the most active um and, and he apparently kevin pritchard and brogdon talk every day about this stuff um but and that was one of the things pritchard brought up several times he's like you know, basically, as a as a white person, and you know, and a person like in a position of power, he's like, I, I, I don't. He's like, it's my job right now to listen, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He knows he doesn't have the answers, um, so it's he's looking for ideas and feedback from you know Brogdon and other people, um, who probably have better answers than than he is able to come up with. Because that's not the life he's lived, you know. But I, uh, the other thing I thought was very cool about that call was he said he has, and they have very, uh, very deep support with own, uh, the Simons, like the, from ownership, um, that they can do the things that they feel are right. Uh, and they're not going to get like pushed back on that from that side, you know. There was some concerned that they you know they said hey you know you know some of your fans uh you know are you concerned that you, you might have pushback from your fans if you're pushing down this the avenue and as soon as he's like he's like i you know the simons are with with us so kind of like we're gonna go do it so yeah i think uh pritchard said that uh um you know we've done some things well but we've done done a lot of things not well enough and that um, the Pacers are going to change um, to be uh, more socially progressive moving forward. Um, and he says that we would notice um, an actual um, organizational change moving forward. So yeah. we'll see. But I think right now there's not there, there's like very very little is concrete. Uh, on what's going to happen, you know, there's everything's in the discussion stage, and there's a lot of. Um, I thought we were going resources. back to basketball on July 31st, Joe. What do you mean everything's in flux? What are you talking about? Uh, listen, if Kyrie's still talking, things are not in, in set. Yeah. You know, some smells fishy. That's all I know. dear. The Earth is anyway. Flat. We're, we're going to see a lot works. about this. Uh, I feel like someone should just like hand him a phone that's like that it's like a connected kid to anything. phone. It's yeah, like, right. Yeah, it doesn't go anywhere. Fisher Price. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can hit the buttons, but it doesn't call anybody. He he says that the return to Orlando is something. He's like something seems fishy. I don't. I don't know what to make I, of I, I I just have all the trouble unpacking Kyrie. Irving conspiracy theories. I just, I, I do not know. And but then right. they let him lead a call with eighty people. Like, how is this a good idea? I, I don't know that he led the they, call. 
if they let him lead it. Yeah, he, he, good call. Yeah, he just exactly. started talking. Fair enough. And, you know, the sort of aggravating reality, I mean, besides his loose grip on reality, is that it, it, there's no chance he's going to play anyway. So, right. Right? It's like, it seems like guys who actually have a stake in this should be deciding their own fates. And that should well, probably be Is that be his whole message, thing? Right? He's like, my team doesn't have a chance at the playoffs because uh, Durant and I are both injured, so like, why are we even going? Why are we risking this stuff? And then he's just making a big stink? Or it's, I think it's you're going down the... Me. I think you're, you're barking up the wrong tree here, yeah. friend. I, I, what you said sounds useful and well <laughs> thought out. So let's, let's just... <laughs> There was Donovan Mitchell also. He uh, he was the only guy who brought up the you know we have we we've had a long layoff. There's a higher risk of injuries argument, which mm, which yeah, is also very a legitimate, real. And I don't, and I don't yeah. think that we mentioned. Um, and you know, like I said, I, I I get you know all this stuff. There's there's plenty of good reasons for players to be cautious here. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, I agree. They need to get together. You know, ideally get on the same page and figure out what they want because they have more power together than not. Um, but ultimately, it, it as with all things, it's going to come down to you know these guys making personal decisions about uh, what they think is best to do. And you know, we should probably do our best to you know respect those decisions. There's this is like we just live in a yeah. time where there are no good decisions. So do you? That's right. And there's so many mitigating factors that go into that decision making. It's not just you know, is it is it worth the risk to, to the health of myself or my family? It's, you know, a myriad of other things, not to mention, you know, the financial implications, the immediate and long-term financial impl- implications for not only yourself, but potentially the entire players association right i mean like yeah these aren't so, things that these aren't light decisions to be made yeah i don't think so if a sixth or a fifth of the of the league doesn't show up you're you're saying that that potentially could disrupt the contract i d- i mean i again i don't i'm not a contract law expert yeah. i have no idea but that seems like a thing you, but it seems like you couldn't lose a fifth of the league <laughs> and not have replacement players Right. Right. And then once and you get the into replacement that, player territory, now what's going on? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, it comes down to can the NBA and the MBPA work out a deal to complete the season? If the season's not completed, the contract is not honored. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the bottom line. Right. Well, and and you know what if you know these are these are teams. What if you know a whole team decides not to play right like and you know instead mm-hmm. of instead of 50 people d- distributed across you know the 300 players what if it's a whole team like what does that do like this is well, this is crazy i mean the Knicks aren't going to go so it doesn't matter <laughs> like yeah i just i just think this is this is going to be very very interesting and um, yeah well and there's a ticking clock too right like if the nba wants to have any semblance of a season like Kind of July thirty first is sort of the yeah the it's end all, of when they it's can already too late. <laughs> like it's they put whole, out a date that I thought it was too late to start with. So yeah, right. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know. In in some ways, it does make sense to just be like, all right, f it. The season's done. You can get back on maybe the regular NBA calendar 
now and then uh start back up in october or whatever Mm -hmm. or try to start back up in october and have a full because as it is now right like the 2021 season is going to be abbreviated i would think right i mean if if it's not it's going to be a total crap show i mean 2021 is already an asterisk season right unless they decide to cancel this one right exactly yeah this is yeah global pandemics turns out mess up a lot of shit yeah man. right <laughs> who knew God. somebody should have warned oh. us <laughs> too, got too soon oh, okay too soon okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right should we right. talk old basketball now yeah <laughs> let's talk you guys want to talk about things uh, weren't destroyed by global pandemics <laughs> Back to when, uh, you know, we had regular hopes and fears. Uh, <laughs> back before the world broke. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The year was 2000. What, uh, what was out in the theaters at that time? Avatar? I don't know. I never <laughs> saw that. Mm, that's a good question. I didn't, I didn't do my homework on what was going on uh, in the world at the time. Beautiful Mind was best picture, I'm guessing. Oh, beautiful Mind. Okay. Got some... Maybe Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was around mm. that time. Mm. Might have been '99. Who knows? Uh, Mission Impossible Two and Gladiator in 2000. Oh, okay. Gladiator. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It's it's Harper's favorite movie. He yeah. always talks about it all the time. <laughs> oh, the nominees. The nominees were uh, the Cider House Rules mm. for mm-hmm. Best Picture, The Green Mile, American Beauty, The Insider. This is 2000? The Insider was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, So it says. uh, The Sixth Sense. Castaway? Oh, yeah. What'd you say, Harper? Castaway? Mm, Wilson. It's it's the third highest grossing film of 2000. It just wasn't nominated for Uh, Best Picture. It might have been a summer movie or something. Anywho. Uh, The... The best documentary short subject was King Gimp. Uh, I, I didn't see it, but now I want to. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, next week's show. Tune in. Uh, yeah, so uh, I threw out this game. Uh, it turns out 20 years ago to the day, on June 14th in the year 2000. Really? The uh, Indiana Pacers and the LA Lakers played game four of the... NBA Finals. Uh, and this was a, a pretty classic game. Um, these two teams coming into it, uh, the Pacers were the 56 and 26 in the 99 2000 season. They ended up first in the East. They were the best offensive team in the league by offensive rating, uh, 13th and defensive rating. Led by Jalen Rose was the leading scorer that year. Uh, but basically, he and Miller were exactly the same. Uh, Rose also won most improved. Uh, Miller was an all-star. Dale Davis was an all-star that That's year. That's crazy, right? Uh-huh. He, he pushed himself uh, to be like a double-digit rebounder. Like yeah, he averaged season. a double-double, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, which I think is what got him there, for sure. Uh, Bird was coach of the year this year 
the Lakers, for their part, uh, were a, a juggernaut, basically. Phil Jackson decided to come back uh, and coach this team that had uh, Shaquille O'Neal and a buddy in Kobe Bryant. Uh, they went on to go 67-15, and 15, which was best mm. in the league. Um, they were the best defensive team. Uh, by defensive rating and fifth in offensive rating. Uh, O'Neal, that year averaged 20, a league best 29.7 a game. Uh, Kobe, a paltry 22.5. Kobe was uh, an all-star, of course. He was second-team all-NBA and first-team all-defense. Shaq was, uh, yeah, led the league in scoring was an all-star, of course, was second-team all-defense, first-team all-NBA. He was second in rebounding and third in blocks uh, and the MVP, Mm. uh, without a doubt. Uh, These teams, both in the playoffs, sort of had their struggles. So the the Pacers had beat Milwaukee 3-2 in the first round. Uh, and then barely beat, get out of that series. Barely got out of that series. Travis best three pointer in game five. Uh, and then beat uh, the Iverson led uh, 76ers in the second round and then beat the Knicks yet again in the Eastern Conference Finals. Just be, just become a habit at this point for the Pacers. <laughs> uh, the, the Lakers, surprisingly, given how um, good they were in the regular season, uh, struggled as well. They had to fight their way past Sacramento three in a game in a five game series, uh, three to two. They beat the crap out of Phoenix, and then they had a doozy of a series with the Portland Trailblazers that went seven games. Um, uh, neither team able to win on the other team's home court. Uh, and Portland utterly collapsed. Right, they were up like twenty going into the fourth or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe in the <clears throat> second half. But yeah, yeah they... Nico will be thankful for that reminder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, coming into this series, um, the Lakers blew out the Pacers in Game One, one hundred four eighty seven. Shaq dropped a mere forty three nineteen four assists and three blocks on us. Uh, game two a bit closer, uh, but LA pulls away in the end. One eleven, one oh four. Shaq only forty and twenty four in this game, uh, with four assists and three blocks. Went to the line thirty nine times in that game. Did not make fifty percent of his free throws. That's why we did not watch that game. <laughs> uh, Jalen Rose emerged in this game, thirty points and nine boards. Uh, and then the series shifts back to Conseco Fieldhouse. That's right. It's the first year of Conseco Fieldhouse. First season. Um, Go to the finals. That's right. Uh, and the Pacers win game three, 100 to 91. Uh, Reggie emerges in this game, scores 33. Um, notably, uh, no Kobe Bryant in this game. He had twisted his ankle early in the uh, in game two. And uh, Shaq. Oh, held held Shaq to thirty three and thirteen. Yeah. So did a great job on Shaq. That's a win. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and so we're coming into the pivotal game four uh, here. So obviously, if the Pacers can win, they tie it up, and it's it's a series. Uh, if they lose, then 
then the Lakers take a commanding three to one lead. Uh, your Pacers are very similar to the uh, the '98 team that we talked about. Um, we did the whole Bull series a while ago. So Mark Jackson's your starter. Reggie Miller, uh, Jalen Rose has now moved into the starting lineup, displacing Chris Mullen, uh, who only who somehow minutes is still on the team. <laughs> it's like '85. <laughs> Uh, Dale Davis and Smits round out the, the starting lineup. Uh, for the Lakers, uh, O'Neal, oh, actually, obviously... Actually, can I, can I stop you real fast? Sure, go ahead. Uh, the go one, ahead. one key difference is that uh, in this offseason, uh, we have traded away uh, Antonio Davis. True. So Antonio Davis was on the 98 team. He's gone. Uh, we do now have Sam Perkins. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe Austin Crozier was a rookie in '98. He's now seeing some minutes. Yeah, but yeah. So that, that's what replaces AD and Jonathan right. Bender, of course. Well, yes, and Jonathan Bender and Jeff Foster. I don't know if you saw him in a suit and mm. Zon Tabak. We got a bunch that's of guys that don't see any minutes. Tabak, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris Mullen somehow still. I don't know. Yeah. Chris Mullen. He got, Derek McKee he got is still Foster's kicking around roster too. spot yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the Lakers, um, Suck. we get to see some Ron Harper again. He's running again. point for them. Yeah, we got Phil Jackson and Ron Harper back. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. He likes those tall point guards, man. Uh, Kobe Bryant at the two. Glenn Rice I forgot the three spot. AC Green still in the league at this point <laughs> sure. and playing for He's the Lakers. He's 45 at this point. Starting at four. And Shaq, uh, at the five. Um... I think Shaq, having Shaq and Kobe gives you a lot of flexibility in your lineup. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, and the, and the quality do. of the rest of your uh, sure. roster. It, uh, is Glenn Rice a Hall of Famer? Did, is, is this, is, isn't he one of those careers that like he scored enough points you, like that he might go? Probably. He's yeah. definitely like one of the all-time leaders in three-pointers. Um, yeah. But I don't know that he ever averaged more than like twenty a game, did he? No, uh, he he did. He had like let's see, one, two, three. Oh yeah, okay, five, no mind. Yeah, he had six a years where he like averaged twenty. Yeah, but okay. I mean, he made three All Star games, twice All NBA. Um, he won a he won a chip. Uh, he loves chewing gum. I don't know if you noticed that in this game. He, he's always chewing gum every time you see him. So did Jordan. Yeah, I wonder if that, that helps him. Maybe. Get in the hall. Jordan earned it, though. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers bench is somewhat thin, but it's names that you will know. Derek Fisher, uh, Robert Ory, Rick Fox, and Brian Shaw around out there. Uh, yeah, and bench. all of them kick our ass. What are you talking about that's thin? <laughs> they all come in and just... Haymakers yeah, at different points true. in this game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rick Fox is so punchable to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's still got a super punchable face. He sure yeah. is. Uh, he's like the most L.A. of L.A. players I could think of. Yeah. In my opinion. I'm with you. Yep. Uh, the other big difference, so we just did the, uh, the Memorial Day Miracle against the Shaquille-led uh, Orlando Magic. Back then, Shaq was young and spry and fast, you know, running like a gazelle. We have now gone to the full Shaq that you know, like three three twenty 
at least. He's a big boy. Um, really bad at free throw shooting. Um, just muscles everybody all around. It's pretty wild. Um, all right, this game starts out well, actually, for the pace. So we get out great. to quick 9-2 lead. Uh, getting on the floor. Crowds into it. Electricity not quite on fire yet, but you know, he'll have that smoldering. Yeah, That's right. Well, Reggie opens it with drilling a three, mm-hmm. and you got Smiths going early. Couple jumpers. Yeah, yeah Smiths like, couldn't miss in the first. Yeah, yeah. Final season in the NBA for all for all Rick Smiths. Yes, this is Rick Smiths' final season. Um, I was surprised uh, when uh, when Smiths gets his second foul. Uh, with seven minutes to go, still in the first quarter, um, we bring in Crozier. Like, that's yep. just our first plan. I was like, I had forgotten that. So we moved Dale to center and Crozier to four. Well, because who else are you going to... I mean, I guess you could bring in Perk. Sam but, Perkins. Uh, Dale Davis actually, I thought, handles Shaq pretty well, given sure. that nobody could handle Shaq in the yeah. post. At this he did it's at like, least a two-person job at this point. Right. Yeah. Sometimes three. Exactly. <laughs> but I thought when, when Perkins comes in later, he also, at least, at least I mean, maybe in, in late in the fourth he starts getting abused, but I thought when we first brought him in, he was a big body on Shaq. He had a three, and I thought, why didn't we bring him in instead of Crozier? Because, I mean, I guess we'll talk about Crozier, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Big Smooth, it's his 39th birthday. Yeah. And so it must be his uh, 59th birthday today. Happy birthday, Perk. Happy birthday, Happy Perk. Happy birthday, buddy. Big smooth. Smooth. Oh, I love it when the crowd doing it. It was so great. <laughs> Brought back memories. Uh, my, my mom said, uh, we went to a game, and she said, why are they booing? <laughs> why are they booing Perkins? I said, they're not. They're saying smooth. Um, yeah, uh, so the thing that I noticed in this game, and maybe it's just a... So the the Pacers were number one in offensive rating, as I mentioned before. But despite that, it there were a lot of possessions, and maybe this was just how the NBA was back then, where it was just like, what is going on? Like, it's just no ball movement, you yeah. know, ISO for this guy over And it here. wasn't even like the Lakers being a good defensive team. It wasn't even like no. they were really doing anything. We were no. just stagnant holding the ball. Yeah. Multiple possessions like that. Um and, uh, you know, the key, of course, we still haven't fully moved into modern basketball yet. So the key is to it's fouls on your big guys. Right. <laughs> right. So right. we got to try to get Shaq in foul trouble. Um, and they're trying to get uh, Smith's in foul trouble. And, and they and they do that. And first. both teams effectively do that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, uh, also, modern basketball, uh, we apparently led the league in uh, three pointers. Um. And we're sh- we shoot I think twelve a game, yeah. So at, like we're at a thirty three percent clip or something. No, thirty nine percent. We led the league thirty nine percent, but we're only shooting twelve a game. Like now, if you were leading the league in three pointers, you'd shoot like fifty times a game, right? Forty, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the Pacers in that quarter pretty good, up ten basically. Uh, Which is a fantastic start. Th- yeah. we, and we scored 33 points. I mean, yep. Yeah, I mean, this, this is great. Well, we um, got the number one offense. 
<laughs> and, and we're also rebounding the absolute crap out of the ball in this yes. in this first quarter. Crozier uh, controlling the on the glass. I thought. Yes. Yeah. He yep. was uh, going after it. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Dale Davis, of course, always effective on the boards. Yeah. No, we just we look in control. We're up ten, feeling good. And then the bench comes in and. Uh, Things kind of fall apart. Hey, look, I thought Derek had some solid minutes, old Derek McKee. <laughs> old Derek played all right. Uh, I, thought he was, I thought he was real good in this one. Travis Best has not exactly matured into the point guard that we really wanted him to be off the bench. I mean, so, you can't say um, he's not predictable. True. That's and true. honestly, he's, I mean, he does the, yeah, he's, he's predict, incredibly predictable as he's going to dribble the ball too much and stuff. But, like, he's also fairly efficient. I think I think in the first half he's, like, three of four, you know, and, like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's effective. I mean, that's the thing. That's why you keep this guy around because he actually he gets buckets. breaks our offense. He does. Like, he totally breaks our offense. There's a quote but he gets later buckets. in the game about, because to this point in the season, or this point in the series, rather, Reggie Miller had not, scored a point in the fourth quarter of a game. Right. Mm. And Larry Bird had some quote like, you know, we need to get him shots, but we're not going to break our offense over it. But we will put in a point guard who will break, in our, break our offense every time for like half right. the game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah, one of my notes in the second quarter is the Lakers can't stop best. They've got nobody. So he does a little mini roll yeah, himself. Well, and the, he gets – he does well in the pick and roll they put him in pick and roll situations a lot with especially perk. With, with uh perk yeah and yeah. Shaq's trying to guard him and that's that creates a lot of space and opportunity for sure um let's see play of the quarter for me was this rick smith's play where he uh gets the ball in the post abuses Shaq on a nice little up and under uh uh shoots it with the left hand like does a little left hooky off the bank mm. and then sprints down the court and like jumps and like steals a ball. Yes, like, yeah. Smith is in this game. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. He's in it to win it. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, despite the Smith's heroics at best doing their things, the Lakers start six of six, uh, and suddenly catch up. Um, yes. Like immediately, I got nervous, and I and I, you know, I know the end of this game, and I'm like, oh god, here they come. We're up ten. Can we just run away with this game? And no, they're just like back in it by mid of the second. No. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting is Shaq picked up his third foul, mm. like about halfway through the quarter. And I was like, oh, great. This means he goes to the bench and now we dominate again. But uh, Phil Jackson understands the psyche of referees and knows that basically Shaq's going to be able to do whatever he wants the rest yeah. of the quarter. It's Dick uh, Bavetta so time. he just leaves him in. Yeah. <laughs> and indeed, Shaq just continues to abuse us. Later on, he gets away with a... He, like, murders Dale Davis going for an offensive rebound. Uh, no call. And then Ori gets the rebound, and Dale is, like, flailing, and so he fouls Ori, and Ori gets an and one. Yeah, that was the... And that was, like... Wasn't that Dale's, like, fifth or something, too? Like... <laughs> I, I think it, I, I, it costly was his fifth, but yeah, it definitely took him out of the game with there. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but the Pacers. I mean, obviously, LA won this quarter, um, and the Pacers had chances to extend the lead at the end of the quarter as uh, as the Lakers sort of the well went dry a little bit, and they did not do that. Best had a couple really bad turnovers. Um, 
But going to halftime with the lead, 54 to 51. So, so you mentioned that uh, Phil Jackson leaves Shaq in. He also leaves Kobe in, who also has three fouls. They yep. both play, um, mm-hmm. you know, the second half of the of the second quarter with three fouls, and then takes both of them out for the last two minutes. And I think yeah, that's that where the weird. missed opportunity was. That's mm-hmm. that's where we need to. Have, so we had a chance. I think we had we were up five, and um, was it was it Crozier? Somebody had a wide open three and missed it, Reggie, and they come back and score. Was it Reggie? Yeah. I know Reggie did miss a three and down the stretch. We we definitely missed some opportunities. Um, only being up three at the end of this is 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 bad news. We needed to extend that lead with uh, Shaq and Kobe on the bench. Well, sure. I mean, obviously, if some is good, more is better. But you're going into halftime with a lead on your home court. It's true. You know, you got their big big man sitting down with three fouls. You feel pretty good about where you're at. You're playing good yeah. basketball. Doing a pretty good Smith's job. Smith's been care great. Of Reggie's looking good. Yeah. Doing a good job on the glass. Smith has been great. Keep that one in mind. Uh, he does. He does pick up his his third foul with uh, three and a half minutes to go, though, and they sit him down. So, um, but that's he fine. and Shaq both have three fouls. Yeah, exactly. He got through the half with just three fouls. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, do we want to take a halftime break yeah, ourselves, I think we take that. and then we'll come back? Yeah. yeah. Talk about sure. that. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, let's take uh, let's take a quick break and uh, go refill come your back. popcorn. Uh, yes, that's right. Grab another beer. Uh, get you can uh, slide back from the edge of the seat and uh, relax for <laughs> just for a little bit. Yeah. Watch yeah. a baby race or whatever you know. <laughs> Maybe we'll link to a baby race so you can watch it at halftime. Yeah, we'll we'll do a baby race next week. Colson, what's your favorite baby race? Ooh, oh yeah. my God! Yeah, no, 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 don't answer yet. Ah, don't okay. answer yet. We will have to wait till next week. We're just saying. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> All right, We are back for the break. Pacers need to be strong in the second half, and and more if if, uh, if it goes to that. 
spoiler alert. The second half out. <laughs> How we come out of the half? Was it, was Larry Bird give a rousing speech <clears throat> or? Uh... It seemed like both the coaches were uh, a little bit pissed about turnovers, as coaches are wont to do. That's uh, what we learned from Jim Gray and Ahmad Rashad coming out of half. Um, let's see. Start out pretty well, actually. Uh, Reggie Miller draws draws a, a fourth foul on Kobe Bryant pretty quickly. A little semi-transition, uh, force the action action. Um, let's see. But uh, this just serves to heat Kobe Bryant up, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. we we forgot to mention he's just nowhere in the first half. Like he right, doesn't. Yeah, he, he's yeah. he's looking stiff on his ankle. He's not moving well. Um, he looks like a replacement player essentially. Like he can't plant on his on his pivot foot and stuff. He he travels at one point. He's a little slow on rotations on D. Uh, yeah, he looks human in the first yeah. half. <laughs> yeah, and still goes three of seven with four dimes and a steal. Yeah, that's him human, Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But now he's uh, fully engaged in the game. And so he, yeah. he picks Seems up to wake fourth. him up, didn't it? They yeah. really did. Yeah. And then he immediately like blocks Mark Jackson in the post and then scores like three straight buckets. And all of a sudden, it's a one-point game. Uh, and, then, and then Rice hits a three. Yes, Rice hits a three. And they go Meanwhile, two, the Pacers right? get preoccupied with trying to pick up Kobe Bryant's fifth foul, so they like go at him in the post like for eight straight possessions with no luck at all. Was that with we were posting him up with Rose? It was both. They went like Jack because they oh, um, Jackson. Phil Jackson did this yeah. thing where he put um, he he remembered from the uh, the Bull series that Mark Jackson can't handle length, so he puts Kobe Bryant on him. Yeah. Uh, the whole game, and so Jackson was trying to back him down too, but to no avail. Um, yeah, so Glenn Rice hits a three. They get their first lead of the game at the eight-minute mark of the third quarter here. Yeah, yeah, we've pretty much been in control the whole game, right? Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Not a yeah, good. You can s- you can sort of feel the wheels coming off at this point, yeah. can't you? Yeah. yeah. Well, and then right after that, Smith picks up his uh, fourth foul as well. So yeah, the wheels are coming off. Yeah, since everything is you know pinned on our big man's uh, foul trouble, as That's was right. want in these days. Although Smith's still playing quite well, mm. they were um, to protect Shaq. They were putting AC Green on him <laughs> in the post, and AC could not was handle just having his way no. with AC Green. <laughs> no. I mean, AC Green is undersized for a center. He's a power forward anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Rick Smith is a giant. He's human. a giant human. <laughs> yeah, right. so he just kind of like looks over his shoulder and starts tossing these buckets in. It just, it's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Money all the time. That's right. Rick Smith at this point in his career, I mean, he was out there hustling his butt off, but I mean, just he he just had all the tools, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. you get him the ball in good position in the post, it, it, almost no one can stop him. Right. And that's with bad feet and screwed up knees and all this stuff. He just knows all just of it. Just a wily veteran. He had yeah. all. Yeah. He had all the tricks. Yeah. What else we got here? It kind of goes back and forth for a bit. Um, and then at some point, Kobe Bryant just blows by Reggie Miller for a nice dunk. Sweet dunk. Um, was a pretty sweet dunk, actually. Um, LA's up three at that point. Um, 
Then Shaq picks up his fourth foul, but again, doesn't get taken out of the game. And then, like, a minute later or something like that, has this amazing sequence where he gets this offensive rebound where he, like, tips it to himself and then just bowls through, like, four guys and yeah. dunks it. Yeah. Um, he. This is where he starts to dominate, right? I mean, he's, he's just destroying us on the O-boards. I think he has nine rebounds in the quarter. Uh, yeah, well, I had a, a, a note here. They took him out at some point, um, and I was like, Shaq has been kind of quiet, but he already had 20 and 17 rebounds at this point. <laughs> 17? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and well, he's also he's hitting his free throws. I mean, that's yeah. that's what's ridiculous. I think he was uh, at some point in this game he was like seven of eight. He misses a few later in the game, but like yeah, he's, he's in the first half. He's three of four. He he only goes in line once in the in the third and and, and cans that. Yeah. But success at the line matters when you're trying to stay in a game, right? They're just trying to maintain contact for most of the first half. And you know, trying to push off whatever run we may be able to put together in the third. Um, well, and I thought I, you know, Reggie's uh, had a, a great game at this point. Um, I thought really in the, the late in this third quarter, he starts forcing stuff and missing stuff. Um, they had, I, I think the stat was that that, uh, that he had gone scoreless in every fourth quarter uh, mm-hmm. in this series. And um, Bird finally realizes that maybe it's because he's playing him the entire game. And that's why we dusted off Mullen in the first half was to give Reggie a little bit of a break. Because, you know, he runs a, a mini marathon every time down the court, running off all those screens. Sure. Yep. Um, and it seems to help him, that break. Uh, but I thought at this point um, he was trying to force the action, try to get fouls. It does. Um, but yeah. for Reggie, he knew that he needed to be more aggressive as the game went on. Uh, and for Larry Bird, for his part, you know, he did try and bring some bigs out there to try and pull Shaq out of the paint, especially late in the third, going into the fourth, to try and free up some space for Reggie. Um, okay. Well, so, and I think so that he has the option to shoot or drive, right? Because yes. driving into the lane against Shaquille O'Neal, regardless of your size, is terrifying. Yes, <laughs> and especially when you weigh, you know, you're Reggie Miller, and <laughs> you weigh like a buck twenty-five, and you're six-seven. Um, um, the, uh, although I uh, foreshadowing, I think that that I think Larry Bird becomes obsessed with that idea in, into the fourth quarter to our detriment. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. A uh, couple other notes I had. There was one moment where Kobe just had this beautiful spin move into the lane for like a wide open ten footer, and it was like God, it didn't this guy seem just that has- wide open. But like he was also just like. I, I don't know how he hit it. Like, he was spinning to his left and just, I, yeah. I don't know. It was like you don't think to defend that because you're like, nobody's going to do that. And he's just, yeah. And somehow he's, he's perfectly on control. balance in the in, in midair, right? I'm yeah. just, just an amazing athlete. And then I thought a key sequence was at the end that the Lakers had the ball with, like, 37 seconds left or something like that. And so they go two for one, and they push the pace, and they the – the Pacers were caught off guard or like weren't ready for it. And they get a wide open brick Fox three. Um, it ended up, they didn't actually get the two for one, but they did get that three and that's, you know, and they're up three at the end of the quarter, point so. points matter. At the, yeah, in this exactly. Game. Yeah, yeah, oh, so. points matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it was a close quarter, seven lead changes in that quarter and three ties. Um, there was a, a 
series there where they were just trading the lead, which is a theme that will continue yeah. into the fourth. It's a it's a heck of a game. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It really is. <laughs> it really is a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so coming into the fourth quarter, of course, all this the um, graphics that we see in all the talk is that Reggie Miller hasn't scored. Is it scored or made a basket in the maybe it's from the, the fourth floor. quarter? Yeah, um, yet this series, and then mercifully, um, about a minute or so in, he hits a nice step back jumper over Brian Shaw to cut the lead to one. You Confident know, looking cool. shot. Nice. Fuck it. Yes. Yeah, no, that was a difficult shot. Yes. I for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Late in the shot clock too, if I yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah. Fading back. Yeah, high arcing. Like it was impressive. Yeah. I feel like w- was it was that the play where Travis Best just like didn't leave him an option? <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Uh let's see. Jalen Rose hits a nice jump hook. Finally gets one to go and needs he <laughs> Has the weirdest celebration. He's just like uh, disgusted that he didn't get the end one, I think, but also just happy that he finally got yeah, a bucket we had, to go. We had, he was struggling we, this game. Yeah, we posted him up like the two times before that, and he'd missed. And you know, I mean, we were really going to him, trying to get him going, and, and finally hits one for sure. Yeah, we're lucky. We're, we're kind of lucky we didn't get more tease out of Jalen this one. Yeah, he was jawing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like really like jumping up and down like just oh, demonstratively yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. There was that one early on when he um, he fouled Glenn Rice on a three to get a four point play. Tough call. And then yeah, it's a very tough call. But then he reacts like a petulant five year old. Jalen, what are you doing, dude? Like, oh, I thought man. for sure he was getting teed on that one. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pacers start playing some good ball here. They go on a twelve to two run. Huge, uh, yes, huge. And they get the crowd back in it. Yes, uh, to start the fourth quarter. Travis Best Oboard flips it out to Reggie, who hits a three. Yeah, Travis yes. Best Oboard. Say it again. <laughs> Over Shaq, yes. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> and then Actually, yeah, I, re- I rewound on that one. I was like, I, I, yeah, how did I didn't see like, that. Yeah, right. they, they 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 called it out, and I was like. I saw. Did I? Did I see that? <laughs> yeah, sure did. Joe, he's he's five ten. He's my height. But he's the toughest guy on our team, says Larry. Yeah, Berger. that's yeah. Totally. And you're not. So that is true. I am definitely not the toughest guy on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> and if you disagree, I'll fight you. <laughs> uh, and then, and then a couple move hits yeah. a three, and the crowd exactly goes after Reggie like, abuses Kobe Bryant. Like yeah yeah he, he drives him. right like, by him yeah, yeah. They, yep. clearly they should have done a better job of testing out Kobe's ankle especially early and making him defend but right because Reggie just blows by him oh. for sure and yeah Reggie is at no point in his career faster than Kobe <laughs> no 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 certainly I mean, not at this point but like I mean he does the, most of this quarter especially early on like he's just going to work like he's attacking like he's being our superstar like it was just great oh fucking absolutely yeah Reggie was great he knew it was time for for some for some Miller time that's yep. right let's see yeah so the Pacers get up by 5 89-84 at that point uh, a couple possessions later uh, in transition Shaq's going up for a layup and Travis Best throws all 125 pounds of himself onto Shaquille O'Neal and, and gets bounces for the, off him like <laughs> and bounced off him. Yes, 
straight to the floor. I, I don't know how he wasn't horribly injured. That dude, I like, he popped right back up. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. like, he's hurt in like eight places right now. Well, he took Sam Perkins out with the like momentum of bouncing off Shaq, too. Like, he just, like, it was crazy. You can see they, they waved off the coroner. <laughs> so, not nice. Yeah, I know. Fine. I know. Well, but what was crazy is that it was such a violent um, reaction to the foul that he committed. Like the way that he bounced off and then almost took out uh, Perkins, <laughs> that the referees called it a flagrant foul. Yeah. I didn't think it was a flagrant foul at all. No, I thought I he think just it, went it, for the ball. He like, was going for the ball. He did hit Shaq's head, but he was going for the ball. He just yeah, was like, that's just I mean, a he's good like half the size like of Shaq. <laughs> like, yeah, it really yeah. is like insane. I mean, on some level, what's the guy supposed to do? Right. right? right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. he was he going after like the ball. A right. third of the other man. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was crazy. I mean, it, like, they showed it in slow motion. It's like, this isn't even, it's just insane. It's it's like a it's like a mosquito on a frog or something. That's, yeah, not, that's yeah. Is that a metaphor? Sure. Sure. <laughs> it is not. And I mean, I think it's especially in Stark Relief because we've watched all these, like, old, like, like, we watched that whole Knicks oh, yeah. uh, Pacer series from 95, and, like, that would be, like, not even a whistle. They wouldn't even call series. a foul. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> just be like, hey. Incidental contact. Whatever. Yeah. Hit a shot. Play ball. <laughs> it's the playoffs, baby. <laughs> it's the playoffs, man. And, you know, hey, for all of the mean things that I have said about Travis Best, you can't question a guy's heart, man. Yeah. Right. I mean, sure. yeah. he was eight feet in the air taking on Shaq. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just... Uh, uh, and and, and clearly, like, messes up his shoulder. Like, he's already grabbing his shoulder. Um, yeah. And then, like, has, like, an effect. Like, I don't know if there's the adrenaline, but, like, has a fairly effective, like, quarter. Like, he, he hits a, 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 a really important jump over a shack to tie the game up, um, you know, mm-hmm. a few minutes mm-hmm. later. So. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Perkins draws an offensive foul on Shaq. It's his fifth with about seven minutes left. But Jackson leaves him in yet again. With no difficulties, of course. Right. Um, And Shaq is really sort of dominating. He's he's doing you know good, getting great position, getting super deep position. He still has great footwork. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's at the height of his powers. He's at the height of his powers. And we're basically in hack a Shaq mode if he gets the ball deep, right? Right. Pretty much. And he's just going to the line. He's just parading to the line and hitting more of them than we want him to. With his ugly, like, sort of semi one handed, like, yeah, I hate it. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he he just it's and an O boards and O boards and O boards. Like yes. he just he gets whatever he wants yeah. and he dunks it on our faces. Yep. I love the post game from Shaq. Like I think it was Jim Gray after the game was asking him. He's like, you had thirty one missed free throws through like the first two or three games or whatever. He's like, what's the difference tonight? And he's like. He was basically like, I tried. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. So annoying. Just say you're lucky. <laughs> um, and then there's like four minutes of just awesome back and forth basketball. Just mm-hmm. just sweet play after sweet play. Of just people ball. answering and like making, you know, best, like you said, making like these sweet like runners from the wing and. Kobe doing things, Shaq doing things. Fisher hits a big three in there. Yep. Um, uh, 
And then Reg, hits Reggie, a three. yeah, Reggie hits uh, a three, and we go up uh, 98, 97. With That's four right. minutes to go, and then Shaq just does what Shaq does, and then Reggie like responds with another three. So like suddenly we're up 101.99 because Reggie's just killing it. Yep, we're down to like a minute thirty left. Kobe <sighs> hits a a jumper from the top of the key uh, to put the Lakers up one at this point. Um. Oh, here's the thing that I didn't get. Okay, so Perkins has been playing this entire fourth quarter, mm-hmm. right? And doing an okay job. Well, was he even doing an okay job on Shaq? Not really. And he wasn't really drawing him away from the He was doing an okay job on him in the second quarter. He starts to get pretty abused here in the fourth. Right, yeah. So, But this is the weird thing about the Hack-A-Shack era, right? Like, Sam Perkins is six fouls. Right. Yeah. Right. So we're like, we can pull him out of the paint and then we can send him to the line. So Shaq's four eight on the quarter, which is under, I mean, the guy hits about 57% of his shots from the field, right? Mm-hmm. But he goes to the line 11 times. Right. And we, and we fouled uh, Dale Davis out because Dale Davis has to play him as well. I, so this is my thing. And, and, and you, you bring up a good point, Jason. I, I think that. I, the entire quarter, not the entire quarter, but the second half of the quarter, I'm like, where's Rick Smith? Yes. Right? Rick Smith has had an effective yeah. game, and we have Shaq with five fouls, and he's yep. destroying us. I mean, he's yep. destroying us. So post up Rick, who's been very good all game, and let him get the sixth foul on Shaq. Now, yeah, or they have to guard Smith with AC Green. If who will just it. score you know at I mean? will. Exactly. Yeah. Now, my, my only thinking, the only thing I can think is that Reggie's having a good quarter and maybe Bird is going, that's the spacing of Perkins. But at this point, you're, you can't trade baskets with Shaq because he's just scoring every time. And I just, I don't understand. I think Larry Bird doesn't understand how basketball works. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, you know? not only is it the Smith thing, but there's also the Mark Jackson thing. Like, yes, Trav, yes. Trav is yes. fine, but, like, if you bring in the combination of Smiths and Jackson together, our offense is just very different. I mean, those are our starters, and they're our starters for a reason. But right? he, 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 he always plays Mark first and third and best second and yeah, fourth. He's, That's what he always does, and he dodging. doesn't change his mind. I get it. Until game seven of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals yeah, in 1998. At which... At that point, he decides to switch it up. Hey, <laughs> roll them, shake them bones, baby. Yeah. I'll tell you, the uh, most maddening play of the quarter, uh, sure. Reggie Miller uh, working out on the on the left, out of the left corner, ends up getting a switch, and he's one-on-one with Shaq. Yes. Oh, right, right. on the three-point with line. Five with five fouls? sitting with five fouls. Yep. And he gives up the rock, and it yep. results in a just nothing Terrible garbage shot. possession. Yep. Yeah. That was mad. Yep. Because oh, yeah. all he's got to do, he's Reggie Miller. What he does is like like flop for a living. Just run into Shaq <laughs> and get the foul. Like right. all you have to do is dribble into him and flip up the ball and Shaq's fouled out and you're going to the line for two points. I mean, you got to make a yep. run at it, right? I mean, either you, um, he'll probably good. just let you run by and you just reverse a layup, right? But well, like, that's true. Also, yeah, that's also possible. I mean, I'll take, take two points, points, however I can get it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, okay, so yeah, so Kobe uh, nails this Kobe. this sweet jumper from the top of the key uh, to put the Lakers up one with a minute and a half left. 
Uh, Pacers come down. Reg misses a floater. Um, and then we're in hack-a-shack mode. So we hack in. He hits Del one Davis fouls out. Del Davis fouls out. <laughs> not quite yet. He hasn't fouled out. Oh, not yet. Oh, okay, um, not yet. Sorry. Lakers up two now. Uh, come back down. Get Jalen Rose Kobe. in the post. He's doing... Uh, <laughs> Something. Stuff misses a jump hook. And then this is where Dale Davis fouls out. Intentionally fouling Ori. Um... Ori makes one of two, so it's 45 seconds left. Lakers are up three. Yeah. Who do you go to in this point? You got Reggie Miller out there. Jalen Rose, who was our leading scorer. No, you go to Big Smooth right now. That's what you do. That's right. And Big Smooth delivers. Nails the sweet, sweetest three I've ever seen in my life. That's right. Set <laughs> of the game. Smooth. So why are you booing? That's why he's on the, that's why he's on the top 25, Colson. That's right. That's right. That's right. I think, I think uh, the announcers called it the biggest shot of his career. Might have been. I mean, he's been in he the finals multiple times, but, like, you know, I mean, this is a pivotal game in the finals. Like, he drills it to tie up the game. Well, and it was, it was just – it was good basketball, too. It was, it was just solid basketball. It was, like, start a little bit of action, get the defense moving, you know, ball fake – he was wide open, just like nail it. It's great. Yep. Um, 30 seconds left now, tie game. Um, Pacers have a fantastic defensive possession. Um, or For some reason, the Lakers have all these weapons, and they're trying to post up Glenn Rice <laughs> because they have a quasi-mismatch. And Robert Ori just chucks the ball into the third row. Like, I don't know what happened there. It's like, you got a guy who demands an immediate double or triple team. Yeah. And you also yeah. have Kobe Bryant. Or a, guy, or a guy in Kobe Bryant that can get his own shot anytime. That's that who I was wants. talking about. Shaq <laughs> oh, okay. was already fouled out, wasn't he? No, no, no. No, no, no. Shaq's Shaq going here until overtime, okay. yeah. And... <laughs> Yep, because on the on the final possession, so the Pacers call a timeout. No, um, so no, but but Phil ahead. Jackson says you could read his lips. He goes, "What are you doing, to Robert?" <laughs> oh yeah, he's so good. He's so mad. He's like, "You just threw that to nobody. Like, what is happening?" I mean, he missed Rice by a good seven feet. Yeah. Just like, like high and wide, dude. Just like, <laughs> so Wait. so your Pacers have. Uh, the basketball with mm-hmm. 17 seconds to go, uh, tie game. What are you gonna do when you are the Pacers in the fourth quarter? What's what's Bird's favorite uh, uh, play to draw up? Uh, well, we don't know because he always has Travis Best in the game. Yeah, and exactly. So. <laughs> we have no idea what Larry Bird drew up. We never will. I think that's what Bird draws up. No, I think he's like it Best absolutely is thing. not. <laughs> it may not have been, but but whatever it was, it kind of worked, right? So Travis, they run pick and roll, and Travis Best gets Shaq to switch on him. Yeah. And so you've kind of got a good matchup, but Travis Best decides to, again, dribble forever and then uh, shoot a crappy fadeaway. Yeah, and it from does not it. his best Over spot on the floor. Shaq's, like... Yeah. Huge long over arms. Shaquille O'Neal, with still like not at the buzzer either. It's a tie game, yeah. Right. Like, so what you should do is take the last shot. 
Right. Do not give them any time. Or even, right? I mean, at this point, you're tied. Like, you can play defense and, right? Like, go to overtime. There's still benefit to fouling out Shaq. So if you attack the rim and put him in a bad position, you can yep. still help your team without scoring. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. A lot of things. A lot of Instead, things. Instead, what Travis Best there. does is, is take a fadeaway over Shaq with five seconds. With left. a broken collarbone, I assume. Like, I don't know what's going on. That was my favorite part. Is he misses it? The the Lakers the Lakers come down and they get a decent look from Shaq actually. But he oh my he gosh, that was scary. It. Yeah, he should have. Collective. Yeah, he should have. He has a really good look at a jump hook. We come back from commercial to see Travis Best with an ice pack on his left on his left completely uh, bandaged soldier. Yeah, he's he's We're not like, coming back in the game. What's this guy doing in the game? A and B taking our last shot. The last yeah. shot. Well, and, and, and also dribbling for ten seconds before yeah. taking the last shot. Travis left handed, right? Yeah. Yes. Just for the record. <laughs> He's our toughest guy. I get it, but yeah. A lot of things a lot of things could have gone differently there. He's it you know, I had said that he was efficient and effective most of this game, but after his fall against Shaq, he I think he only hits one shot, but he takes a lot of them, so um Fair. He, yeah, he ran hurt. on adrenaline there for like three yeah. minutes or something was, like that. But, but after that, like, yeah, <laughs> get him out. Get Smits and Jackson in the game. And so I'm saying, where's Smits? We could have fouled out Shaq like five minutes ago, and he Shaq had so many offensive rebounds and so many dunks in that five minutes. It was outrageous. I don't. I'm. Uh, What's even more? We should have won is, this freaking we, game. Is we go into overtime and. Smits all of a sudden is back in the game. Yeah, We're starting oh, sure. Smits, Guess and what? he's super effective. Super he's good. good. <laughs> I've got I've got Smits exclamation point. Smits exclamation point. Smits hits an easy jumper. Like Smits again. This is my this is my notes from overtime. Like it's Ugh. ridiculous. He's yes. killing it. Ugh. Okay. Anyway, so back to it. So the Pacers actually uh, do not start the the overtime very well. They they give up a. A Robert Ory jump shot and then a Robert Ory put back. Um, Freaking big shot, Bob. I should have warned our listeners earlier that when we're talking Lakers Pacers finals, just assume the explicit content warning. <laughs> F bombs are coming. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I thought Ory gave us trouble all game. Um, he's particularly effective in this overtime, but I thought he really was. I mean, You've got a a sluggish, injured Kobe in the first half, and Shaq, I mean, killing us, but not dominating he does in the way that he does in later. But, like, Ori, I thought, is at moments throughout the game, hit big shots and had big hustle plays and really kept them in this game. Screw well, yeah, that he guy. played 37 minutes and had 17 points. Like, he yeah. was a key contributor for that. Yeah, screw this guy. Totally. Um... Let's see. Kobe hits a shot. Reggie hits another three. He ain't Huge done yet. Huge fallaway three. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Again, just being super clutch. Uh, Shaq gets to the line. Uh, oh, he made a bucket. That's right. And then he fouls out on the next possession. Going over the back on Smiths because Smiths is a big body and in his way. Right. Smith did a really Sa- good job blocking out in this game for the most part. Like, I, that dude does yeah. not pull down a lot of boards, but he sure does make a lot of room for other guys. That's yeah. right. Even against Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> it might have been useful to have him on the floor. In the fourth quarter? Yeah, in the fourth you think? quarter, maybe. 
Yeah. Mm. Mm. It's glad to know Colson's not bitter after 20 years. No, yeah. I, I cannot believe it. <laughs> okay, so and so uh, now is when the um, the legend of Kobe Bryant begins to grow, is in the next three minutes, basically. Uh so, so John Sally subs in for uh, Shaquille O'Neal, and, and Smith immediately goes to work. Smith's eyes like, get I'll, real big. I'll take this. <laughs> uh, and then the next possession, Kobe rocks ready to sleep and nails a, a Jordan-esque 23-footer. It was literally a Smith, Jordan play that Jackson had. It was, yeah. yeah. And then Smith's answers, because Smith's is good, so yep. why not? Uh, and then Kobe... Answers murders that. Mark Jackson. <laughs> right. And uh, scores there. They waved off the corners again, though. So <laughs> That's right. That's right. So the Lakers are up three. Uh, Reg gets himself to the line, cuts it to one. Uh, Kobe drives again. This time, Smits, yet again, making himself known, blocks, uh, blocks Kobe. Kobe. Um, and then the Pacers play solid defense. Force Glenn Rice to miss a shot, but a bad nobody's shot. there on the weak side, and so Brian Shaw gets an easy put put back. Brian Shaw. Um, Brian Shaw. Fucking Brian Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, my um, my um my notes say duck, which is not what I meant, but it autocorrected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then damn it. That's what, that was the Brian Shaw response. Duck damn it. It's true. <laughs> Uh, Pacers go down and get um, Smith gets himself to the line He makes two free throws Lakers are up one with 28 seconds left And so the Pacers Choose not to foul in this situation uh, Which it turns out is okay Because again Inexplicably LA goes with uh, Not Kobe Bryant in this situation But let's put the ball in the Bryant Shaw's hands Let's sure. let him create some action in the lane, which of course he is not successful at doing, but he draws a bunch of attention, misses a shot, and then Kobe is right there uh, to get the 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 rebound. Iconic, the rebound, beautiful over the shoulder, over the shoulder O board put back that yeah that you've seen in slow mo many many a time in this yep. game. And if you watch the replay closely, what you'll notice is Reggie Miller was on him and was under the basket, but his attention was, like, drawn away to the Brian Shaw action. And instead of blocking out Kobe Bryant, what he does is block out Derek McKee. <laughs> so he took he takes another potential rebounder out of the play. Right. Perfect. And so, uh, yeah, Kobe gets the board. Pacers still have a chance, right? Of course, the Lakers are up three. Six seconds left. We have Reggie Miller. We got a chance. Of we course. also have the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. That's right. And the Lakers try to help us out even more. So uh, on the inbounds play, Jalen Rose comes around a screen, and Rick Fox decides to tackle him for some stupid reason. This is Rick Fox. I, no, I don't know if you. I mean, you saw the replay. I mean, I, I, Rose does a nice job of locking him up in that. Like he, he does. But- he dupes him into that foul. No, no, the foul had already occurred. Yeah, I think Fox had already fouled him, yeah, and then Jalen made occurred. sure that the referee oh, was going to call the foul. Hundred percent. Yeah, correct. no, it was yeah. he. He was already. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it wasn't a foul. I'm saying that Rose definitely helped sell it. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. That's his job. He did his yeah, job yeah. well. 
And he also might have fouled Rick Fox in the process. But that's secondary. (laughs) So the rule is, if there's a foul before uh, the inbounds play, the team gets a free throw and then the ball again. Yep. And um, the team gets to pick the free throw shooter, right? So Reggie goes up and hits the free throw. Yeah, it's like a technical foul. Yeah. Yeah. And then, boom, Pacers have the ball with six seconds to go, right? Is that right? Yep. Yes. And somehow we still have timeouts. This is my note, is teams have so many fucking timeouts (laughs) back in 2000. Did you notice? The Lakers still had three unused. Yes. Like three (laughs) Yes. You're like... I think we still had one unused. Like, we we still called timeout if we were in danger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, like, even Phil Jackson broke up a couple runs. I was like, that dude didn't do that. (laughs) I was confused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every team starts with... 10 timeouts apparently no expiration date (laughs) they're still good can we get those back for our next game we got like 400 timeouts yeah exactly carry them over yeah Yeah. so they have they have made some nice adjustments to the NBA in that sense so the Pacers of course draw up a beautiful play for Reggie Miller here get him a good look Mm -hmm. it's online it is Um, looks like it's gonna be good but it's just a little bit short and uh now, Pacers there, lose. When you say good luck, I mean, he did have airspace, but there's three guys running at him. They knew that Reggie was going to shoot this. Uh, for sure, but well, he had enough space to get the shot off. Was getting like, the that's all you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he had, a, he, had, he, had a, he had some space, and uh, boy, just doesn't go down. Yep. Yeah. So he is so, short. Tough loss there. Yeah. So, I mean... I'm sure at the time there were people saying that we still played him too much. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. Because short rim equals tired, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, he did play 50 minutes in this game. Yeah. Um, And that was with uh, him getting a, you know, a little bit of a breather (laughs) in the second quarter. Yeah. um, I think he was – they're showing the bench um, after um, Travis – takes the the last shot at the end of regulation and he's sitting next to reggie and they're not talking i don't know if reggie really wanted that shot at that point um i don't know if that changes it i mean best has won plenty of games for us down the stretch i assume reggie trusts him but um you know he made sure that he had (laughs) but reggie definitely made sure he had the ball in his hands at the end of this at this overtime and you know He's the one who should be shooting it, and, and he just missed it. So, Yep. Yeah, heck of a performance from Reggie. 35 points in this one. Hit six threes in this game. Six, six and nine. nine. Yeah. Wow. Um, got himself to line 12 times. Um, yeah, he was a superstar in this one for sure. Yeah. Smith's also an amazing game. 24 points. Uh, three boards and... Two blocks, I mean, though, just two key blocks. Pretty but, Smith-like yeah. line with an extra totally. block. Especially at this stage of his career. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right. The guy that really um, you wish it is it probably really bruised this game is Jalen Rose, who did not have his best game here. No. And it was one of those frustrating games where he was getting good, good looks and good shots and good position, just nothing was going down. Mm-hmm. I mean, he ends up 5 of 16 for the game. and <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, luckily, you know, other guys were picking up the slack. You know, Perkins was three of six and three of five from the range with four boards and a couple times. 
Um, Crozier had seven boards, and you know the sh- the shots that he got were close to the rim. <laughs> it yeah. seems like they all should have been blocked, but somehow he got three or six of them down. You know, what was uh, what was Derek McKee's line? Because I felt like he was like his minutes were fairly effective. Uh, Twenty two minutes, two or two, five boards, one steal, one turnover, uh, four yeah. points, negative two in the plus minus. Yeah, uh, that's. If he'd played 16, I'd feel better about it, but yeah. still. You, you know who had our best plus minus? Uh, Travis Best. Mark Jackson. <laughs> Seven assists in his 32 minutes. Just saying. Oh. Just saying. Yeah. Well, again, again, I mean, this just goes back to Bird doesn't know anything about basketball. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh so right, so the Lakers take a three to one lead with that um, victory. Uh, Shaq ended up with thirty six and twenty one oh in that game. God. Kobe had twenty eight, four boards, five assists, a block and a steal or two steals, I think. So when you yeah, had when you suggest that we watch this, I was I remember this as the Kobe game, right? This is mm-hmm. where Kobe takes over in the in the overtime. He he hits three shots in quick succession that really kind of break our backs. But like, I don't think this is, I don't think we lost this because Kobe crushed us in overtime. No, but it was definitely the, I mean, right. Exactly. I, I had the same interpretation. It was that O board to, to Brian Shaw that we shouldn't have given up. Right. Uh, the O board to Robert Ori that we should right. not have given up. And then an early Ori jumper, happens to go but what made this the kobe game was that Shaq had fouled out and it was immediately like okay we're going to kobe like right. this is he's gonna take he's our and he, do, he starts doing the michael jordan start type shots yes. right yes right okay and he doesn't shy away from the moment and he does the like he hits that one shot and he's like oh yeah like does the we calm down this. like yeah. i got this don't worry kind of thing so it was it was more Fair of an enough. emotional yeah you know Kobe game. There's a leader on the floor moment, which, you know, certainly had repercussions for that team going forward, although, you know, they still kept winning championships despite, <laughs> despite the fact yeah. that, uh, you know, that, that there seemed to be some confusion about leadership. But, uh, I mean, right. this, this was very much Kobe putting his team on his shoulders, on the court, in that moment, and doing what needed yes. to be done to win a championship. Right, because make no mistake, this was Shaquille O'Neal's team at this time. Yeah, uh, the 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 Pacers actually win Game Five, blow the Lakers out mm. in Game Five, send it back to Game Six, which is close but not nah, super close, yeah. and the Lakers kind of like uh, seal it up there. Shaq in this series averaged thirty eight points. 16.7 rebounds and 2.7 blocks. Uh, yeah, he dominated. His lowest scoring output was 33. Yeah. That's what do you do? That's just yeah. straight up. Dom- that's like it. Chamberlain yeah. type numbers. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. insane. Um, so, we all watched uh, Game 6 together. Do you all remember that? We were at don't remember uh, that. Were we at uh, Andy Stom's house? Steve Lamb's house? 
I don't know, because I feel like I watched Game 4, I feel like I was with Joey, and we were at a Dell the Funky Homeless Sapien concert, and we were like half watching the game. And <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. Well, we all watched we all watched Game 6 together. All of us were there. Uh, it was the, you know, because this is, this is uh, what, sophomore year of college? Mm-hmm. And um, I ghosted mid-fourth um, because I realized we were losing and I couldn't handle being a part of the crowd. And this is before I had a cell phone and I just disappeared and walked home <laughs> and nobody could find me. Sweet, dude. Thanks for yeah. that. We found you. Don't worry about it. I'm still here. You made it out alive. Yeah. It was free cell phone, but... You didn't even have a pager, I guess. I know, I know. Hmm. I think uh, I had to like call everybody the next day and tell them I was alive. Probably not. That's probably not how things worked. You didn't tweet it, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. It, sorry it, to sorry to bring up a loss <laughs> that we should watch, but this, this is a was, great game. Yeah. This it was, really was a really good game. Yeah. Yeah. We, this was a good Pacer team. I mean, yes, clearly we got to the finals, we're good, but like. Yeah. I mean, you look at that Laker team and you're like, how are we competing with this? Yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And how do we won that game four? I mean, it's a three game shootout, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, odds on, yeah, we, we had, still probably lose, but still. Sure. We had a, uh, a Rick Smiths in the last year of his, of his career. Versus Prime Shack, and uh, we did all right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you think about that. Just a shout out to Rick Smiths. Um, you know, for like what twelve years, um, you know, this guy was, uh, you know, the hub of our offense. And if he was playing well, we tended to win, and we could still win without him playing well because we had Reggie Miller and you know other weapons. But like. You know, we've we all these games we're watching like the foul game, whether Smith is in foul trouble or not, is huge and key because he was an incredibly effective offensive player. Oh yeah, and um, you know, just a just a, a joy to be rewatching him and revisiting his some of his best games. So, shout out Rick Smith. He's a stud. Yeah, mm-hmm. love him. Uh, I mean, he can't rebound worth a damn, but yeah, you know, at the time I remember being mad about it, but now in retrospect, after you know, um, that's not what we were asking him to do. That's why we had the Davis boys. You know, like just go, right. go get me buckets, Smiths. We asked. <laughs> we did ask. Right. <laughs> he just couldn't. It just wasn't happening. But <laughs> the Davis boys, they sure know how to take care of that business. So. Right. And that's the other thing. Like, uh, you know, when Dale Davis fouls out at the end of that. You know, in the regulation, if he's there in overtime, maybe they don't get those offensive rebounds. Yeah, Kobe, Kobe and Brian don't get those. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, just just a tough one. But you know what? The losses always are. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. I want to take us out of here. Uh, I'm guessing. Uh, we've gone long enough to uh, to not do an undoable. Yeah, let's skip that right? for yeah. sure. But I do I do want to talk uh, to take us out here on uh, stat of the week. Uh, Joey, stat of the week. 
So, you know, we talked a lot about Jalen uh, Rose during that game. It did remind me uh, of another Jalen, Jalen Brown, um, who has been working in Atlanta. He was leading one of the, the protests. He was uh, with uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I just want to give a, a little shout-out to, to him and, and to, to both of them again. But they've been doing a lot of work down in Atlanta. Um, and, and another thing, uh, this, the actual stat here, is um, Michael Jordan announced um, in the last week that uh, uh, between him and uh, the Jordan brand, um, it's going to be a split 50-50, but uh, the two of them are going to contribute $100 million over the next 10 years to organizations uh, dedicated to racial equality, social justice, and education access. So... Um, half of that's coming from him personally, and then the other half from uh, from brand, the Nike-owned brand. Wow, um, that is it's a, a, it's a large number. Yeah, <laughs> it is it's a large number. Uh, so that's it's over ten years, but uh, I think it's really impressive. You know, you know what we, we you know it's been mentioned that Jordan you know is relatively quiet, like um, sort of in the in the uh, business you know sort of world and and he doesn't take stances on much uh but so this this says <laughs> this says a lot um that he, he believes that's a lot of money and uh, you know this is you know something he's lived with his whole life too so um i think he sees a uh a, a, a way to make a lot of change so to shout out to to michael jordan for for doing that shout out, shout out. that is awesome and also suck it for beating us in the 98 <laughs> playoffs. Uh, apparently, so the, the article, we put the link in uh, in the show notes from, from Forbes, but uh, uh, it's saying that he is uh, has a net worth of $2.1 billion. Yeah. So that's just giving 2.5% of his wealth. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a lot of money. I mean, in real dollars, but not in a right, not as a percentage well, of the whole. But um, yeah, actually, the Washington Post on those lines had a really interesting article about um, like people giving money, uh, super wealthy dudes like Gates and um, Bezos and Zuckerberg or whatever, and like <clears throat> in comparison to say what the median household would give and it's like like so for instance um uh who is it zuckerberg gave like 58 million or something like that but for the median household that would be like less than 75 dollars or something like that right oh my goodness there's like a larger conversation to be had about how if we're going to allow people to have sums of money that just aren't like really even fathomable <laughs> like what are our expectations of their give back um, sure. right like my mother has tithed 10% since she was 18 years old these yeah. numbers don't sound like yeah, that. don't get 2.1 uh, billion doing that do you <laughs> fair enough right yeah yeah I think that's the recommended amount is 10% that should go to your to your church yeah uh, but I mean, the thing is, if those people did that, what would a church do with, you know, what would a church you, do with two hundred? Yeah, but you don't have to give it to a church. You could also give it to social justice. 
You know? But the argument has been no tax, give it to people, people will give to charity, right? But the reality right, right. is that people don't give to charity at that level. Yeah. That's sort of my argument. Well, and the thing that blew me away is that, yeah, the numbers are so astronomical that we get blown away by like, oh, Zuckerberg gave $58 million or whatever. It's like $58 million sounds like a huge number. It's a but blip it's in his bank account. Proportionally, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it couch cushion. Not quite couch cushion. It's more than couch cushion, but it's, it's not. Um, Is it a mosquito hurting. on a frog? It's a. It, it's, it's a, like a mosquito on a frog. It's a. It, <laughs> I'm gonna make that a, happen. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna stick that landing. I mean, that's like a decent night out, you know, with a, with yeah. for two people, yeah, you know. Right. right. You know. <laughs> that's just what it takes. Expectations. Right. Oh well, it um, did feel good for a minute, but if you have billions of dollars, <laughs> I'm here to make everything worse. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're listening to this and have billions of dollars, uh, please give more. Please buy some stuff on Amazon and use our. <laughs> <laughs> buy a billion dollars worth of social justice on Amazon. <laughs> use our. <laughs> Do they have gift cards for that? Let's see. Amazon. We'll tie ten percent. We swear. Let's see. Social justice T-shirts. Shocking. Worthless. Shocking that capitalism is not the best vehicle for social justice. I'm surprised to learn this here uh, on our show today. Can can you buy a sh- so uh, I was at the uh, protest today and and I my favorite shirt was um, I'm not trying to start a race war I'm trying to stop one which is pretty good. Um, can you buy that shirt? I am seeing one that says it gives the definition of social justice. Hmm. As action intended to create genuine equality, fairness, and respect in society. Okay. You can get that on a t-shirt. You know, you can also uh, buy a Schmedium t-shirt on our website. Hmm. Is that right? Turn out the lights. <laughs> Party's over. I love it. Call it. I love it. We're on Twitter too. 